This is Chief for Yourself. Now, here's Gio. Hi, and welcome to Chief for Yourself. I'm glad you could be with us today, wherever you happen to be in the world at this moment. You may have heard the expression, may you live in interesting times. Well, we're certainly doing just that. Change and anger are abundant in our society. Sometimes they're expressed individually, sometimes together. But a whole lot of us just aren't happy about the way things are going in the world. Now an ancient text is entering the conversation, though it's doing that in its own quiet way. The Tao Te Ching is more than 2,500 years old, and our guest today says it can be a powerful inspiration for contemporary change. William Martin is a student and teacher of Taoism. He's the author of many best-selling books interpreting the Tao Te Ching, including The Activist's Tao Te Ching, Ancient Advice for Modern Revolution. William, when I'm asked about what is my sense of direction or refuge from the daily storms, I'm very quick to mention the Tao, and yet recalling the first verse of the Tao Te Ching, I remember that the Tao that can be named is not the Tao. So I'll ask you to give us a definition. What are we talking about when we say the Tao Te Ching? (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, um, I'll give you a a definition and then I'll I'll try to back away from it, just like Lao Tzu did. (laughs) The sense of of Tao, the T-A-O, sometimes D-A-O, it's pronounced as a D in any case, in Chinese can be as simple as the <clears throat> a path or a road, like the road through the forest uh, or the path up to your front door. So it can be used in a very uh, ordinary way. But it also has the implications of the great way or path by which the universe unfolds itself, the great mystery, uh, sometimes synonymous with the universe itself, this this mystery in which we live and which we have real no real name for but we give it lots of uh, temporary names to try to to explain to each other what we're talking about so in this case the Tao is that great mysterious way and the T-E in the title of Tao Te Ching uh, means the the natural virtue or the natural power that's inherent in all living things and Ching just means book <clears throat> excuse me so in essence the the title means the book of the way of natural power or the book of the way of natural virtue or even the book of the way things work so it's it's a it's a mysterious mysterious concept and you as you said in the first chapter Lao Tzu says the Tao that you can name isn't the eternal Tao uh, the name that can be named is not the eternal name so right off the bat Lao Tzu expresses his mistrust of of uh, conceptual of too much effort being put into trying to conceptually understand things mm. now, <laughs> later on in the book he one of his other famous chapters is those who speak don't know and those who know don't speak Mm -hmm. and so here I am you know having for about the last 25 years spoken and written (laughs) about the Tao which may give you a clue as to how much I actually know (laughs) well it is a journey and uh, we are learning you're you're an analytical person, you're a therapist. What uh, made you decide to kind of take a sort of leap of faith and uh, decide the Tao was the way for you? 
Well, it wasn't kind of it wasn't a decision. It and it wasn't really counter to the the analytical nature. Uh, let me see. I'm trying to pursue about three paths at once here. I'll come back to your original question. Uh, the first I heard of the Tao Te Ching was fifty um fifty fifty years ago. Uh, I was it was. In the Vietnam War, I had just graduated from university, and I was working uh, for the Navy as an, as an electronic scientist. And we had to take a martial arts course, a self-defense course. And I wasn't doing very well at it. I just struggled and, and stumbled. And the instructor came to me and said, you, you're not really cut out for this, are you? Kind of laughing at me. And <clears throat> I said, no, I'm not. He said, you might like Tai Chi or Tai Chi Chuan. And I said, well, "What's that?" And Tai Chi Chuan, I think, as you know, is a, is a has a martial uh, background, but it's mostly used as a as a gentle meditation, mm-hmm. a gentle movement meditation. And he introduced me to that, and then he gave me a little book and said, "This little book is Tai Chi is the physical expression of this little book." And the book was the Tao Te Ching. And I just loved it. I didn't know what to do with it. I didn't understand it. I didn't. <laughs> it had no slot for me to put it in. But it stayed with me for. It's been with me for fifty years now. And I, I struggled through my through the, my spiritual path and my emotional path, and eventually got to the point where I just sort of stepped off of everything and said, "You know, I can't name it. I can't understand it." But it's something that's inherent in me, and this little book is going to be my my guidebook. It's been the guidebook for people all over the world for 2,500 years. It's it's going to be mine, and so here I am. <laughs> well, Lao Tzu is uh, is credited with writing the Tao Te Ching. He lived during China's period of the Warring States, and and he was. An official uh, in the what were called the imperial archives. He uh, he talks about leaders uh, when he writes in the Tao, and it's very relevant to today's political atmosphere. What do you think uh, he would urge, looking at today's uh, political climate in our society? <laughs> There's a uh, question. I think he'd I think he'd probably get on his ox and head for the mountains, <laughs> uh, as, as as legend says he he ultimately did. Mm. Um, I think he would be, as we all are, quite dismayed. Um, his view of leadership and his view of power was quite countercultural. He he felt that the the leader was the person who was unknown, unseen, and didn't try to force his or her own way. His definition of a leader was someone who had the ability to understand and uh, formulate what people wanted and then help them from behind the scenes get what they themselves wanted so that when a a good leader's job was finished the people would say we did it ourselves and they'd be right because the leader's job was merely to help them formulate and understand where they were going and carry the water for them and chop the wood for them so that they could get there Uh, he would be quite dismayed at the the pomp and circumstance and display and energy and money and uh, well energy that's put into 
leading in today's world. And so the election is, he would shake his head in dismay. Mm-hmm. Well, he, w- he, would see no, he would see no leaders, no potential leaders yeah. anywhere, anywhere in sight. Mm-hmm. And, and you say that Lao Tzu was a quietist um, in a noisy social networking universe. <laughs> That's a tough way to go. I mean, how do we, how do we get quiet yet get yeah. this out here or get noticed? Yeah. Well, the one, the, one of the uh, primary definitions of, of quietism in, <clears throat> in the uh, spiritual or philosophical sense is having a philosophy that's rooted in a deep acceptance of things as they are in the moment. It's not a fatalism and it's not a withdrawal, but it's a deep sense of this is what is right now, and I have to accept it to a, to the very depth of my being in order to then have the insight and the clarity to take appropriate action. So the philosophical quietist, in a sense, withdraws his attention, his or her attention, from all the, the media and the fuss and the furor in an attempt to, to see what's really going on here and, and then to accept what's going on here in all of its, its, its wonder and tragedy and then being able to know, okay, this is the next step for me to take. So activism that doesn't grow out of this deep sense of acceptance of what is becomes merely kind of a frenetic tinkering and and tampering with things, trying to get them to work better, without being able to see to the to the depth of those things. When I was a therapist, the 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 uh, situations that would bring this most to my attention would be the abused spouse, who week after week after week would sit in my 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 office uh, with these terrible stories of how this person abused them. And until they accept it deep down in the depth of their being, this person isn't going to change. They couldn't see clearly uh, the correct action, which was usually to get out of there. Uh, but as long as, as long as that abused spouse kept saying, well, you know, if I just worked a little harder, or if I was just a little bit more patient, or if, if I just helped him a little bit more, or if I just did this or I did that, somehow I could make this thing work. And the whole abusive situation depends on that that feeling that if if it if I just tried harder, I could make it work. Yeah. And the quietest has to go into that deep place of, I can't make this work. I have to check out of it and then come back to my life with a sense of, okay, what's mine to do now? That's that's true and real. Mm-hmm. So so it's similar to the abuse spouse situation. There has to be an acceptance. You can't have resistance to this, right? Yeah. Right. And it's not an acceptance that says, "Okay, I guess I just have to stay here and take it." Mm-hmm. It's an acceptance of this is the situation as it, as it is. What am I going to do about it? Yeah. So often we caricature acceptance as sitting here and taking it. Mm-hmm when it's actually just the opposite. It's accepting it so completely that I'm able to see how to step out of it and realizing that 
everything I'm doing to try to change this isn't going to work. I have to step outside of this situation in order to see my my path ahead. Our guest on this Chief for Yourself is William Martin, author of The Activist Dao De Ching, Ancient Advice for Modern Revolution. We are talking about a revolution, and uh, it's not going to be a blood-in-the-streets kind of revolution, but uh, there will be upheaval, won't there? Oh, yeah. Uh, I mean, we, there's upheaval already, of course. I hope it won't be a blood-in-the-streets uh, revolution. That's not, that's not the way I see the Tao, the movement of the, of, of the universe as it restores balance to things. Uh, and I certainly don't want to, to uh, take up arms myself. But it's, it requires this, almost the same kind of courage and willingness to die. <clears throat> that a, that an armed and violent revolutionary might have that sense of I, c- I can no longer keep participating in a destructive and and uh, dysfunctional set of circumstances and systems I have to step outside of it and stepping outside of it is is up will bring upheaval if everyone lived according to Lao Tzu's principles the economy would grind to a halt. Uh, leadership would be turned upside down. Systems would, would no longer work because people, following Lao Tzu's advice, would step outside of these systems and, in a Gandhian sense, say, um, no, you know, kind of disobey. I'm, I'm not going to validate these systems with my participation. I'm going to create new, new ways of being alongside of these systems, and hopefully the nonviolent uh, edge will be someday these systems will just fall apart on their own, and we'll at least have a start toward creating new systems, more just and functional systems uh, that will that will take their place. Mm-hmm. Do you consider Do you consider yourself a revolutionary? Oh yeah, I do. I, you know, if you'd asked me a year ago, I would have, I would have backed away from that, and I would have, oh well, you know, I can't say that I'm a revolutionary. Yeah, well, you know, maybe, maybe, no, I, yeah, yeah, I am a revolutionary. <laughs> I've got, I've got my Che Guevara T-shirt on, you know. Oh great, yeah, that's that's a hot soul. <laughs> not, beca- not because I want to pick up a, a gun and go to the the jungles, just yeah. to remind me. Yeah. Uh, uh, the, of the cost. Uh, well, well, the Tao has been a part of your own life, obviously, for a long time. Talk about the ways you've seen personal transformation. Oh, boy. It's been very gradual. But every now and then there's a corner that you turn that that, that just uh, blows your hat off. It's I've... Well, I, I entered... I finished university as an engineer, and now I'm... Uh, poet, philosopher, writer. If my dad were alive, he'd still be waiting for me to get a real job. I, I <laughs> no, you know, bless, bless his heart. Uh, I, I keep stepping back and stepping away from things. What used to be important to me uh, is no longer important. What I used to think was true is no longer true. Uh, my ideas of success and failure of of uh, what the good life is have changed uh, completely. I uh, and, and sometimes I can't catch up with it. Um, 
because inside of me is still all my conditioned uh, responses. So today I sit here and I talk to you about revolution and these changes that have been in my life, and I'm still listening to a little voice inside of me mm -hmm. that says, well, you know, you'll be sorry. And pretty soon you're gonna, you know, you realize that you won't have any money anymore, and then mm -hmm. you're gonna, then you're gonna have to. You, you'll see that I was right. You'll, you'll see that, you know, by golly, you've managed for 71 years now, but pretty soon it's gonna crash and burn. Yeah, yeah. The old uh, lessons, the old lessons die hard, don't they? <laughs> they, yeah. they really never die. You just have to <laughs> learn, learn not to, not to pay, not to give them your attention. Yeah. They're just, they're just there, you know. Mm. Uh, that part of me that is going to end up in a pushing a shopping cart under a freeway overpass <laughs> yeah. is is strong. Mm. But that, I think that's why I call myself a revolutionary now, because <laughs> and why the the kind of reference to a Che Guevara T-shirt, that sense of I have to do this. I have to take drastic steps in my life mm -hmm. uh, or before it's too late. It doesn't matter whether, it really doesn't matter whether I end up uh, under a freeway overpass with a shopping cart. <laughs> I, I have to do it. Yeah. Yeah. You know, now somebody like a, a, a guerrilla revolutionary may have to face, I may die under a hail of machine gun bullets. I think the courage that's going to be required of the revolution in our time is I may have to die under a freeway overpass pushing a shopping cart. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. I may have to face my deepest fears of having no medical care and no money and, and no support system and so on in order to find out that, that, that I'm supported by something deeper and more authentic inside of me. Mm. Interesting line in the book. You say the secret is there is no secret. Talk about that. <laughs> Yeah, well, I th it goes back to, to Lao Tzu saying that those who speak don't know and those who know don't speak. All of us have a have a natural quality that in the title Tao Te Ching, the T-E, the D, we, every single being has as an intrinsic part of their life uh, a virtue and a power that is natural to them that once you once you let your attention sink under all the conditioned stories that we've been told since childhood there's really it's really not that complicated you just take the next step you stop and you see what's in front of you uh, another Lao Tzu quote is the journey of a thousand miles begins with a single step and there's no secret to that. You stop and you are quiet enough to pay enough attention to see what's, not where's the path going and not what are the mysterious parameters of this path, but what's the step that I can see in front of me right now? And then take it. Mm -hmm. And then there's a next step. Literally as small as when I finish this conversation, what will I do? Take a nap, pick up a book, pick up a shovel, sit quietly, call a friend. Those intuitive steps are what take us along this, this thousand mile journey. They're not 
convoluted and they're not. Uh, we don't have to have any special skills or even special courage beyond the courage to do what we know is ours to do right in this moment. And, and you say there are, there are no objectives, so we just trust our way along the path? Uh, actually, yes. Uh, trust is a, is a comp- complex word. <laughs> it's not a trust that things are going to turn out the way I'd like them to. It's not a trust that I'm going to stay alive. It's just a trust in the fundamental nature of the universe and the fact that I'm here as part of it. And I didn't choose to emerge into this world. I won't choose, probably, to go out of it. In the meantime, I trust that whatever this mystery is, in my life or in my death and in my happiness or in my sadness, that, that, I'm, that I'm a part of it and, and I belong. Mm-hmm. And I'll just take the next step. I don't know. You know, I talk about a, a revolution. I don't know what it's going to look like, really. I just have a sense from my living with this Taoist uh, concept for so long that that the changes that are occurring are taking us in a direction of rebalancing uh, the earth, in a sense. Whether there'll be a place for humanity in that rebalancing, I don't know. But I'll operate as if there's going to be, and if there's going to be, what would it look like? And if that's what it's going to look like, what shall I do right now? Sometimes I get very discouraged, and sometimes I'm I'm very serene and, and content to to do my, you know, whatever's next. Mm-hmm. And I, I was going to uh, make this the last question. I'm not sure you may have just answered it. Uh, what can the listener do in this moment to take part in a quiet revolution? Yeah, I, I think I did just answer it to the best of my ability. Yeah. I yeah. don't know. But I, I would encourage all of us who, who want to, in our own way, take part in a quiet revolution to... Uh, be as mindful as possible as what's next for us mm-hmm. uh, it, and for each individual person it's going to be very idios- idiosyncratic it may be look very active it may look very passive but it's going to be well first I ha- how do I transform my own life by the next step that I take and as I transform my own transform my own life I find my best ways of participating in a broader revolution. Your website uh, where we can find you? Oh, yeah. People can can find me on my website, which is www.taoistliving.com, T-A-O-I-S-T living.com. I post uh, essays there. My books are available at all bookstores, but you can get them through the website, too. You can contact me through that. All right. Well, the book is The Activist Tao Te Ching, Ancient Advice for a Modern Revolution from William Martin. Thanks for being with us today and for helping us see how the way of the Tao can be our way toward change. And as you continue your work in this area, I hope you'll come back and uh, talk with us again at some point. Well, thank you. It's been, it's been very pleasant. Like-
We'll have the link to William Martin's website at chiefforyourself.com. By the way, our community continues to grow, so thank you for uh, subscribing to those Genuine's blog posts. When you get the blog posts, uh, they keep you updated on guests and guest appearances. And in order to get the posts, just leave your email address in the web page box provided, and you'll get the updates right away. That's going to do it for today. Thanks so much for being with us. Be well, and I'll talk to you soon. (laughs) 